Once we take control, Dalton Clodfelter lays out his Christian fascist agenda. <laughs> Dalton Cloudfeather. Dalton Dalton Clodfelter. It's like it's it's like feeling a shitty cloud. <laughs> uh well, I guess he's in like the Mastriano camp. I didn't click on it. I was just like, wow, look at this fucking guy and his name's Dalton Cloudfeather. <laughs> Who is this gamer in front of him? Dude, I don't know. Probably like it's it's like his 4chan son. He's like, vote for my epic dad. Yeah. <laughs> epic dad's 2022. The 4chan son trying to repair his relationship with his father through promoting his <laughs> Christian fascist campaign. <laughs> we got uh we got Zelensky uh, escalating the the war in Ukraine. Oh. When I uh when I checked this uh when I checked earlier today, we got Zelensky vows to restore Ukrainian rule in Crimea. I feel like really. I, I feel like that's joke, extra. What, yeah, I was gonna joke that what Zelensky's invading Russia, but yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. It's like <laughs> all right. Well, good luck, man. It's like uh, you know, try 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 and try and keep your other pieces. That makes enough sense to me, I guess, as like a president or whatever. But don't. That's been that way for quite a few years now. That's <laughs> absolutely. Hey, speaking of comeback kids from a. Uh, <laughs> failing nation chris cuomo returns to the cable news scene <laughs> he is now going to be taking the 8 p.m slot on news nation a completely news fake nation. news website <laughs> thank god he's, he's he's back on his grind he's at the fucking he's at the fucking cia college in texas trying to recruit women he's gonna get his job back he's gonna fix it for himself he'll notably be taking an 18 percent pay or 18, uh, 82% pay cut from <laughs> uh, six million dollars a year to one million. He'll be having an 18% pay uh, keep. 18% pay keep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, they will be cutting his extensive clothing budget from his former <laughs> job at CNN. <laughs> You're fucking with me. He was getting fifty thousand an episode for, <laughs> for a suit. Uh, My Armani suit, <laughs> literally. And it will no longer include uh, private helicopter travel to and from his house in the Hamptons. <laughs> oh no, we got to get rid of the PJs. We can't get rid of the PJs. Are you telling me he's commuting? To I'm freaking telling you, work? they're not even going to pay for a driver, so he's going to be driving his like twenty foot tall Escalade through the eleven foot six bridge. Yeah, dude, from the Hamptons <laughs> every day. Oh my yeah, dude, god. That, that, I'm so happy he has to drive in Hamptons traffic. <laughs> Just uh, fucking... <laughs> when we were driving back from the Hamptons, by the way, Matt, did I tell you that... Yes! Yeah, the fucking... There was a MAGA rally, and that's what happened. Oh, cool. Yeah, there was like a fuck the FBI Wait, rally on the specific yes. highway that we needed to take home. There's the one highway to enter and leave the Hamptons for racist reasons. <laughs> much like the short bridges are there for racist reasons. And this is the traffic that you hit? Yes, ultra MAGA yes, traffic? there was an ultra... Like that MAGA <laughs> protest thing where they don't even get out of their car. <laughs> they all just drive in a line and beep. <laughs> yeah, it's like Oh yeah. Um no clean transition here, but uh I found a piece of uh very zany somewhat local news today. So I'm looking I'm looking at the news tab, you know, the Microsoft news tab, and what do I see but in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Oh, is this what I think it is? Former Philly restaurant server ordered to pay $84 million for massacre <laughs> of 600 civilians during Liberian Civil War. Yes. So then I click it. An agent of the Clinton crime family. This guy was literally, like, apparently he was, like, a top general under Doe and then Charles Taylor and led just, like, one of the worst, like, church massacres of the whole war. There's some, like, big investigation in, like, a civil trial, basically, and they, they caught him, so he had to go back to Liberia. And he was just a server. I've always suspected in my time in restaurants that I am working with, like, 30 Napoleons <laughs> who would otherwise be conquering something. And this just proves the fact. It's like, wow, you give orders really well. <laughs> you have an air of charisma and gravitas that would inspire men to murder. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to cut this, but... Um... Uh, how about Gary Busey? <laughs> yeah, Gar Gary Busey, really on one, apparently. <laughs> Do you see he was, like, beating off on a bench in Malibu? What? Like, afterwards. Like, he went home and beat off on a bench. 
How is and it, dude? The article is so funny. It said Mr. Busey, who uh, pulled, who was sitting on a bench with his pants down, looked around and then reached into his pants and started playing with himself in a <laughs> lewd fashion. Afterwards, Gary Busey they stayed on the same bench this? and smoked a cigar for thirty minutes. They saw him do this. <laughs> yes, they watched him beat off on a bench and then smoke a cigar afterwards. <laughs> how is he as a huge sex pest? How is this just now coming out? He's almost eighty. Well, I guess everyone was like. If oh, He's beating he off on benches. This, he's, this isn't a new thing for him. I thought it was kind of like when they give you a walker before trial, you know? And they're like, <laughs> no, you're not well. It's like, see, he's always doing this everywhere. It's not an isolated incident. He's not well. Traditionally, we just call this behavior old Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, up, 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 up. Gary Busey New just York, New York and he's <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating and smoking a cigar <laughs> He's got a top hat on yeah, He forgets how to so he starts smoking his penis And <laughs> masturbating his cigar he, he, He's toasting it with the lighter yeah. He's like this is how you light it To properly enjoy it And this is all taking place at a monster mania convention <laughs> The monster mania thing was crazy My girlfriend got a picture of him coming in, and then a picture of him shortly thereafter being escorted yeah. out. I guess he just walked in, found the first lady, grabbed her boobs, and then they were like, you, I think he did it to multiple women. Grabbed, like, the first three ladies. Yeah, the first three he saw. Just it's crazy, because I have been to this fucking Monster Mania convention. I've never been to Monster Mania. Too scary. Apparently, it was It was pretty I, scary. I almost called him Grabby Busey. <laughs> Apparently, he'll grab you. I went to Monster Mania one time, and Michael Graves the uh, front man that the Misfits groomed to take over after dancing yes. was there signing his uh, album Vagabond, which has, like, <laughs> the guy from the new Belgian beers on it, like the skeleton let's, let's wearing, go. like, a military hat. <laughs> really fucking cool. It's great because his entire career now, since the Misfits have ruined his life, is he just goes to these conventions and then appears on Fox News to be like, no. it's hard to be a conservative punk. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah there's dude. literally, there's an old thing from like the Daily Show or something where they're like an interview with a conservative punk and it's just Michael Graves oh in his skeleton makeup and I always <laughs> his makeup? yeah yeah I always thought it was a joke and then but it's entirely real this is just his life now is going on like Gavin McInnes's podcast or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> so my rule of thumb for judging musicians in the punk or metal community is if you do face makeup, you just want to do blackface. <laughs> and I am proven correct about a hundred percent of the time. I call this mm. the kiss theory. The kiss theory. The kiss theory. They def. Oh my God. The kiss He's, guys are definitely horrifically this is racist. They they're, they're just in like a hotel is where this interview is taking place, and he just has a normal. He's got a shirt on and his fucking skeleton makeup. And he's talking about how hard it is God. to be conservative and a punk. He actually that can't take that turd. off again because Jerry only tattooed that onto his face when he was 16. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you want to be a rock star, kid? <laughs> Get in my van. Uh, is Graves from New Jersey, too? I think so. All right. Well, he, I find. Nah, he's probably in California. Yeah. Let's. Oh let's, my let's, God. Let's, that would, let's, that's let's, just sacrilege. Yeah. We could, we in fact, I bet quick. he's one of those desert punks who are just <laughs> like Reagan. <laughs> the Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want you so hard, parentheses, Donald Trump. <laughs> trickle down! Trickle down! Uh, yeah, he's from Dumont, New Jersey. Where's that? I do not know. I do not know. Uh, oh, it's up north. Bad. Bad. <laughs> Here we go. Crashing through the lies and disinformation on the front lines of the information war with Alex Jones. Hashtag Infowars. Hashtag Alex Jones. Hashtag Neopunk. Hashtag Matrix Breaker. Here he is. <laughs> he looks better with the makeup, folks. Oh my god, he just looks like a straight up Nazi. He looks He's like a, a toe. skinhead. He is. I guess. He, I guess skinhead is a better way to put that than toe. You're right. He is a skinhead. Neo punk. I was like, he's a toe. Neo punk. He's like Billy Corgan if he never got to fuck that shapeshifter. Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one leftist plastic surgeon team working to keep Ron DeSantis' face incredibly smooth and cherubic. I am your host, 
I guess Joe Fauci. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Ron Dedantis. Ron Dedantis. And I did not kill that patient. It was a mistake. I am. I do not. Do not come and get me. Donda Three is about Matt. <laughs> <laughs> we have a wonderful Ron DeSantis's wife. Rhonda. <laughs> uh, we have a wonderful show for you folks this week. And at the top of the show, I guess I want to say thank you. Two years of Boomer Death Squad. That is Two. like almost seven hundred freaking days. Uh, oh my gosh! Epic with the sauce, folks. Couldn't even thank tell you how many minutes that is. <laughs> no. And no. just, just think, two years ago this time, we were talking about a very tall, scary building. <laughs> yeah, instead of talking about tall, scary buildings, now we talk about... Uh, tall, handsome short, men. Short, scary yeah, tall, men. Yeah, tall, handsome <laughs> men. Like Matt, Dan, and Joey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, an odd a thousand of you have listened to an odd a hundred hours of us talking about crazy, inane Jesus bullshit. Christ. <laughs> so, if, I don't know, Easy Math says a hundred thousand hours of listening to us speak has been consumed that's uh kind of insane <laughs> and humbling thank you <laughs> thank yeah, you that for uh, listening to us wow. ramble and make fun of weirdos we have a wonderful show for you folks this week doing more of the same because we would never actually plan something substantial <laughs> for anything ever we don't have the capacity no we're irish it's uh <laughs> it's a racial handicap folks <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being an Irish MK Ultra victim. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it, folks. We have a wonderful show for you this week, and we're talking about Ron DeSantis mm -hmm. and uh, how pretty he is, his cool <laughs> arms and stance. <laughs> this guy has very quickly become like a national figure. Uh, people because are people are so desperate to act like Donald Trump is not going to be the Republican nominee yes. then win in two years. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's just... Like, we've known about him for a while as the psycho that runs Florida, but now, like, everybody talk talks about him nonstop all fucking day. Uh, and we haven't really touched on him very much on, on uh, this show here. Uh, no, because he's not very funny. He just, like, whatever's in the news, yeah. whatever conservative bullshit he's they're mad evil. about. Yeah. He's just, like, he makes a fake law about yeah. immediately. Yeah. But uh, we are going to head over to the intelligencer uh, section of the uh, New York Magazine, folks. What is wrong with Ron DeSantis's arms? <laughs> <laughs> this is by Matt Steeb. Uh, we read one of his things not long ago. Can't remember at all what it was. Can we can we speculate with all three of us? You know our medical degrees and stuff. What we think is wrong with his arms? Uh, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get to these pictures first. And then we will try to uh, <laughs> diagnose him. <laughs> Rumor Death Squad Medical Corner is brought to you by Better Help. <laughs> I know some of you are going through a tough time right yeah. now. Yeah, and if you want to message a therapist who replies, "Damn, that's crazy," <laughs> Better Help is available to you. Thank you for reaching out, but I'm currently at capacity slash helping somebody else. <laughs> Can we please schedule another time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> In his rise to national prominence since the beginning of the pandemic, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has adopted several of Donald Trump's prominent stances, including his war on public health measures and his demands for fealty to his administration. Prominent stances... <laughs> there we go. Let's go. Let's go. Wordplay, well, New York Magazine. Oh, yeah. Double entendre in these Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what that Ivy League degree gets you, folks. That's right. <laughs> As DeSantis' star in the GOP rises further, another likeness is becoming more and more obvious. He appears to be tr adopting Trump's literal bizarre stance. I like to think that both him and uh, Cruz, because... They've both adopted the physical way he stands, and also they've gained about 100 pounds <laughs> since yeah. the last photo I've seen of them was taken. I like to imagine that they're bulking like my cousin is for trying to get into a D1 school for football. <laughs> they're just, like, eating gruel for, like, like 12,000 calories a day. They're yeah. choking it down. <laughs> Their fathers have forsaken them, though, so no, no one's guiding them. <laughs> you know the one. Flat feet arched back, hunched forward like he's carrying invisible bags yeah, of groceries <laughs> that are about to break. 
<laughs> a picture from Turning Point's Student Action Summit last month that has been making the Twitter rounds shows off the posture that was formerly unique to the Trump family. <laughs> it's okay. how Fester stands from the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an insane stance. First of all, it's supposed to make you look less fat, but it makes you look like you're. It uh, looks like he has double D's. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> it looks like you could motorboat Ron DeSantis right here. You and he could, had... and it looks like fucking what's his name? The lizard guy next to him wants to. Yeah, and it, <laughs> the way he looks and his standing makes the lizard guy next to him a very weird looking man look objectively normal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say because this guy's not standing normally either. You know the trophies in Melee you get of different characters? <laughs> 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 <I'm kidding. laughs> holding his arms like that. It's like Stephen Ray. <laughs> All right, I realize that we're just describing pictures here. That so you can't see. So, yeah, but I'm going to use this this to plug the Discord. If you want to see these pictures that we're making fun of, uh, go, uh, you know, join the Discord, link in the bio. I will send them uh, as soon as it uploads. <laughs> DeSantis' arms are out like a mannequin or something. Like, what is he doing with his hands? It looks like, I, it looks like either... He has love handles that are like way too high and way too big, and they're pushing his biceps out. He kind of he kind of looks like he's in a Medea costume. Yeah, or he has too much blood in his arms, and it makes them <laughs> extend outwards and go stiff. Like right. he's, he's partly in rigor mortis already, or something. Right, I can see that. Like his hands look dead. You yeah, know, some, some sort of girdle is being employed for sure. <laughs> it's the only way to make your torso look like that. Yeah, he's, his hands look like a mannequin's hands. Yeah, it's they. They look plastic. They're like a very monotone sort of color. What if he doesn't actually have arms? Yeah, he's like Jonas Jr. from the Venture Bros. He's just in like a meat body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just floating around. He's just that big head. And the, there's there's another picture that they attach of him. This one, it, it's uh, it's uh, like a front facing po- uh, picture, but like this is the classic Trump pose, like. You could slap Trump's face on this picture, and I would just think it's a picture of him. Yeah, he's about as fat. Yeah. His hands have slightly more color in this one. Slightly. I'm zooming in on them. It looks like they're losing circulation. (laughs) Right? Like, he has an arm issue, I swear. I guess that's what the article's about. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he looks... Yeah, we're gonna get into that. That's why he looks nervous in this picture. He's like, I might need to get these amputated. The way he's standing, like, his legs, like, he's got his toes, like, going in, (laughs) like he's a little e-boy, you know what I mean? He looks like he's submitting in this photo. (laughs) Like, the other picture, his arms are, like, weird, but they're, like, out, you know what I mean? They're much more out. He looks like he's about to hug your lower waist yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's like it's like how like you like it's like how ladies act around another pregnant lady it's like oh my god <laughs> like he's got to touch someone's belly <laughs> is this rabbi he's with rocking the ferragamo loafers <laughs> <laughs> uh yes uh, i will i will uh, confirm that he should have the belt too <laughs> <laughs> all right all right let's uh let's get on with the article here it's not just the stance DeSantis is trying out. Earlier this year, Jonathan Chait noted that the Florida governor looks, quote, like a man who had been mimicking Donald Trump's speeches in front of the mirror. Ooh. Yeah, DeSantis famously won the Florida's governor's race by like half a percentage to, uh, <laughs> what's his name, Andrew Gillum. No our, shit, our really? Yeah. It was Dear really friend. to Gillum? Yeah. Holy shit. Gillum's who we ran in the last cycle, and he almost fucking won it. But DeSantis had that stupid fucking campaign ad that won him the seat. <laughs> I was in Florida when that when that election season was happening, and I saw him on the TV, and I was like, who is this freak? <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's literally just new Jeb Bush. He has the exact same political pitch. He's just trying to, like attach his star to Donald Trump, but also thinks he can somehow beat him. Je- Jeb Bush is, like, lamish in appearance, where uh, <laughs> fucking DeSantis is purely hoggish. <laughs> like, they're, they're completely I agree with different... That assessment. They're completely different farm animals, folks. <laughs> <laughs> During the Trump years, there was lots of speculation over the former president's leaning, 
leaning gait, <laughs> with the most widely circulating theory suggesting he wears lifts in his shoes to make him appear taller. But the reason for DeSantis's posture appears more straightforward. In an effort to bring Trump voters to his side if he chooses to run in 2024, he is making it easier for them by reminding them of their erstwhile favorite. <laughs> but what if Trump is also running, like uh, reminding you of the guy you want to vote for? <laughs> exactly, exactly. The whole pitch is that he might not, and I don't think there's a chance he won't. He'll he'll bend the knee to the true king in the end. He absolutely will. Or face because like, he's next up. Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty eight is probably his he's, unless like the goth girl from NCIS decides she's a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's the first American dictator. <laughs> <laughs> she would rule us for a hundred years. That's fine though. And we'd let her. Yeah. And we'd let her, folks. She's Wouldn't great. We? Wouldn't we? <laughs> She's goth. That's very scary. The rest of the the rest of the world, they don't have these. They're gonna be very afraid. <laughs> so pointy. All right. Uh, so this is the last paragraph here. A very short article. Uh, imitation, however, may not be the sincerest form of flattery down in Florida. Their relationship was reportedly in dire straits after DeSantis failed to endorse Trump ahead of the next presidential cycle. And for the time being, DeSantis still has some of his own actions. For example, he throws stuff to crowds underhand rather than shooting rolls of paper towels at hurricane survivors like a basketball. He throws underhand? Yeah, well, they're... Like a fucking softball He does a good pitcher? white man's yeah, throw, yeah. <laughs> not like Donald Trump's urban-style throw. Well, he's, he's wrapping it <laughs> up. Literally what that sentence says. <laughs> he's, wrapping, he's wrapping it up like... Uh, you know, DeSantis is more civilized than Trump, and he would be a better choice than Trump. They're both fucking apes. Like, I don't understand <laughs> how you see civility in either of these people. Oh, because he throws stuff to crowds underhand rather than shooting them like a basketball. That's showmanship. Look, they, they'll <laughs> both take a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia and do whatever they want, but at least Trump will, like... Before I'd be like, oh, very bad, very nasty. They did 9-11. Mm -hmm. Boo. Fucking <laughs> Ron DeSantis would never do that. Absolutely not. Fucking Trump's a globetrotter and DeSantis <laughs> is riding bench on the damn generals. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's such a good metaphor. Trump's fucking doing backflips, doing trick dunks. <laughs> wow in the crowd. It's also a fake controversy because Trump hasn't <laughs> even formally announced he's running yet. Like, of course he is, and he's just going around doing all the things he will be doing to run. But it's like, yeah, he hasn't even endorsed him yet, even though he's not running for president, technically. Yeah, and it said he got mad, Trump got mad at him for not endorsing him already. And Trump's not even technically running yet. <laughs> <laughs> Trump just fucking hates him, because he, he sees the writing. He The Republican Party, like, invented Ron DeSantis after... Trump destroyed a generation of Marco Rubios and Chris Christie's. Mm -hmm. They needed, like, a new succubus, so they had to mm -hmm. drink some of Donald Trump's <laughs> blood and try and imitate him. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that Trump can spot at a, you know, like, a, a further distance than a clout shark. Yeah. Yeah, like, who likes a fucking copycat? Ron He's... DeSantis is the fucking Elizabeth Warren to Donald Trump's Bernie Sanders, <laughs> as much as that comparison could possibly make sense to anyone. He is a heel. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's move on here. Um, we're going to get into, uh, you know, it's the two-year special. Uh, what do we do here? We read conservative media, right? We, I want to read a classic piece of conservative media. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, emblematic of all of it, you know, uh, it, it can all be summed up in this one article. Uh, Missy Crane, of course, in WayneDupree.com. McDonald's Big Mac is getting a huge reboot. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> this is American news. Yeah, yeah. Let's just dive right into this. Burger theory, baby. <laughs> let's bite right into this one. Safely not on the mind comp end <laughs> of conservative media. <laughs> the Big Mac is an American icon, right? Sure, it's gotten a lot smaller over the years. My daughter got one recently, and I swear, the patties were so small that I actually started wondering... Why is this thing so many calories when the patties look like they're one ounce each? But the patties are made of corn. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's made of corn. You are made of corn. Yeah. I'm Missy Corn. <laughs> but all of that is about to change. If you're a fan of the idea of a Big Mac, you're going to love this news. If you're a fan of the idea of a Big Mac, <laughs> there's a reboot coming, and very soon. 
you'll be able to get a delicious chicken Big Mac. Uh, when I worked at McDonald's, I already made those unoriginal. Yeah. They're always implementing my ideas onto the menu. Well, wow. You know what Missy reminds me of? What's that? You know uh, Talia Levin? Yes. Yeah. She does the same thing where it's like from a liberal perspective, she talks about sandwiches. <laughs> and then from a conservative perspective, Missy is complaining about her corn sandwich. Right. And once again, the only true American perspective is the sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's like this this sandwich shop with a refugee's welcome sign is getting a big revamp or whatever. <laughs> There's been a TikTok trend for a while now where people were going to McDonald's and swapping out the beef patties for two breaded chicken patties. Well, I guess McDonald's executives took notice and decided to actually make it a menu item. Sure, you'll still be able to get the usual Big Mac, but now you can also get this reboot version as well. I I'd also like to backtrack a bit and say that it's not a refugees welcome sign anymore they realize they didn't have to re welcome refugees it's just one of those like uh intersectional pride flags mm. is the is the new uh you know proud liberal restaurant uh marker but i'm glad missy's uh like you know letting us know about this like there's not gonna mm -hmm. be like a major ad campaign or anything i'm glad missy's finally getting her bag working for mcdonald's the missy crane meal <laughs> <laughs> the chicken big mac chicken big mac two extra large yeah. diet cokes <laughs> three apple pies a sandwich with two chicken patties on it too. yes <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I, you it's just huge. You can eat two small burgers. You can't eat two chicken. Yeah, true conservative news is just like they found a way to charge you $8 for the McChicken. <laughs> and I'll be buying it. I mean, this <laughs> I'm happy about it. This is innovation. Hey, hey, folks, folks, how stupid are we, folks? How stupid are we? The Big Macs, they've been getting smaller for years. You order two, you order two McChickens. You get a side. You get a side of the Big Mac sauce. <laughs> you're, you're coming out of there. You're spending less than $3. How dumb are we, folks? How stupid are we? <laughs> you take the bag, you check the bag while you're still in the drive-thru to make sure they gave it to you. They're not charging you for it, so why do you really care? But you're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it anyway. That's sauce, it doesn't come in a packet. You're, make, you're making them get a little cup. They're getting you a little cup of sauce. And they have to shoot it out of the gun. They have to shoot it out of the cardboard tube gun right into your special little cup. <laughs> but you're going to do it. <laughs> The New York Post reported on what McDonald's had to say about the change. Quote, We're always looking to give our fans more ways to enjoy the classic menu items they know and love. I'm a big fan of McDonald's. Yo, I love my fans, said, <laughs> said Ronald McDonald. Uh, McDonald's said of the edition of the new Big Mac, according to Fox 6, the sandwich will include two tempura chicken patties, pickles, shredded lettuce, and American cheese. A combination the company said was a huge success when it was rolled out to customers in the UK. Because that that that's that's like the that's a delicacy in the UK. Yeah, it's mm. the most seasoning they can have is a yeah. sesame roll and American cheese. Yeah, all their all their other food is fucking like steamed shit and like. <laughs> yeah, British cheese is just like milk. Yeah, it's just it's when they pour it over. Comes in a bag. <laughs> Comes in a bag. It's like fucking. It's just like whatever like proto cheese was like the shit they'd reach into the cow and grab. That's what they still eat in England. <laughs> Uh, the Chicken Big Mac comes amid a fast food feud that has been dubbed the Chicken Sandwich Wars. <laughs> Miss Ukraine, like any other conservative woman in her 40s, is like f like 10 years behind in, uh, in uh, like a uh, fake culture war. The Chicken Sandwich Wars. Guess not and the war. Chicken Sandwich Wars. Folks, how stupid are we? None of them are g as good as the Popeyes one. <laughs> well, they win. Which, which have intensified since Popeye's introduced its popular chicken sandwich in 2019. Yeah, and then every other fast food place released a worse chicken sandwich in the aftermath. <laughs> other chains have followed the trend with McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's introducing new sandwiches meant to compete with Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. Well, but, but McDonald's had a, a regular chicken sandwich like three years ago before the Popeye's thing that they discontinued. And they always had the McChicken. They always had the McChicken. I'm mad about this. They've had a series of chicken sandwich varieties ever since I've been sentient. <laughs> the, the oldest being the best, the one that was just the chicken and pickles. Yeah. The, the Southwest style. Yeah, chicken that sandwich. one ruled. That one was the best. Yes. This is what this is what I mean. Far be uh, far ahead of the game in the Popeyes department, but you know we don't y'all y'all ain't ready to have that conversation. Everyone else is just like the Polish in World War One compared <laughs> to Popeyes. They're charging into fucking like uh like. 
early planes with guns with swords. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so now Missy adds a quote from McDonald's CEO Chris Kemp Sizinski uh, in a, I guess, a, a, a cute. A quarter two earnings call. I don't know how Missy got this. <laughs> she's a, she, she's a shareholder. <laughs> uh, quote: Chicken continues to be a significant opportunity for us. We've got some great global equities already in our McNuggets and with McChicken, but we also have some equities in McCrispy and McSpicy that we think we've got an opportunity to do more with globally. So that's going to be a priority area. <laughs> Bro, where's McSpicy? Give me McSpicy. I want my um, my tummy hurts for McSpicy. Like I want I want it. Where what is that? Does she say, or is she a terrible journalist, so she yeah. doesn't? I don't know. I like how we're like, yeah, Americans love burger, and then and uh, Missy loves talking about sandwiches, but we also love burger. Oh, I love <laughs> burger and chicken. Currently <laughs> talking about sandwiches. <laughs> Who doesn't love sandwiches? sandwiches? Yeah. We're like, where do we get the secret sandwich? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a secret sandwich? Can I have it? Where do I get in line? Yeah, that's what this podcast is all about, folks. The yeah. secret sandwich. <laughs> Uh, she's going to finish it up here. They're rolling this out in Miami, and it'll make its lo- way to a location near you soon. But in the meantime, if you want to order this, you can. Just ask for a Big Mac with chicken patties instead of beef. Thanks, TikTok. <laughs> That's how she wraps it up. Why in Miami? I could not tell you that. I love how they pick weird test markets for stuff. Uh, okay, uh, Suarez, the mayor of Miami, okay, uh, recently said he wants to run for president. He's a Republican uh, He's like, because he said his city is the new American dream, <laughs> which is awesome. Okay. It was like the American dream in like the 80s, right? He's, yeah. He's past it. Exactly. Uh, he is the son of Suarez, the former mayor in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> so he's probably just running his playbook. <laughs> he, he, he saw GTA 6 Vice City or whatever is coming out. Yeah. He's like, I could, I could make it happen. Yeah. Get a fancy car. <laughs> All right. Um, so next thing we got here, folks. Uh, you know, we're we're doing the rounds. We gotta hit real raw motherfucking news. Hitting it raw, Michael Baxter. But uh, we're not just doing a military debriefing this time. This is uh, one of the rare. It's it's sort of just a column. It's, it's just like an op-ed that uh, Michael Baxter did. Really? Deep state slams free speech pioneer Alex Jones. My thoughts. <laughs> Let's go by Michael Baxter. I, first off, I agree. <laughs> Bring him back, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we haven't talked about the Alex Jones trial like at all, right? Yeah, what's there to talk about? They're suing his company, and he's gonna be like, "Okay, that company's out of business. I'm starting the new company." <laughs> right. It is like he is like on trial for like uh, really like the only indefensible thing he's ever done. <laughs> But uh, it is crazy how much he's like kowtowing. He's like, I, I denounced Trump. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I well, he endorsed. Trump. He endorsed DeSantis. I denounced Trump. I endorsed DeSantis and his swollen arms. Crazy. <laughs> That's he's why got, he likes them. They look similar. <laughs> the deep state—they wither your arms away. You need swollen arms. <laughs> Man with swollen arms is ready to take on the deep state, folks. <laughs> look at the meat in his hands. There's no blood in those hands. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get into this uh, Michael Baxter piece here. I have been asked in comments and emails to share my thoughts on the crippling judgment rendered against InfoWars owner and free speech pioneer Alex Jones. In Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter asks Clarice Starling of the killer Buffalo Bill, what does he do, this man you seek? To which Starling answers, uh, ascertainably, he kills women. No, Lecter replies emphatically, that is incidental, and points out that Bill's killings are merely, merely a byproduct of his true yearning to covet. Can you guys parse what he's trying to say here? <laughs> so he was up. He was up late last night watching critical analysis of Silence yeah, of the Lambs. Yeah, he was like, "Damn, yeah, Mads not watching is- Silence of the Lambs. He was watching a YouTube video by a guy called like The Explainer, <laughs> film explainer." Do you think that Alex Jones is supposed to be Hannibal Lecter in this, or no? He's Buffalo Bill. <laughs> is he Buffalo? Okay. I, I was making a woman suit. <laughs> I was making a woman's suit so I could be a woman. All right, well, let's... Uh, Name let's... of the episode, A Woman's Suit. <laughs> uh, Alex Jones was incidental. 
an incidental casualty in the deep state's war on free speech. It's the cl- first. There's the insane Hannibal line, and you know who the fuck knows what he's trying to say. Who cares? <laughs> uh, and then there's the second line, which is classic conservative thought. Um, they're after you. Alex Jones was just, just in, in the, the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a linebacker of free speech. <laughs> Uh, it's covetous desire to silence all discussion that contradicts White House talking points and the dogmatic view of mainstream media. The farcical trial was never about Alex Jones. Not really, and certainly not Sandy Hook. <laughs> That's quite an assertion. Yeah, right. uh, it could have been you or me, but Jones, the biggest and wealthiest kid in the room, made an appetizing target. His fame and influence in the free speech community put crosshairs on his back, <laughs> which he was aware. The free speech community. <laughs> it's you, Frank Zappa, and Al Jolson. <laughs> in prosecuting Jones, the deep state delivered an unadulterated message to persons who dare question official narratives. No longer will we simply cancel and deplatform you. We'll sue you into bankruptcy and poverty. It's like they canceled that Liberian general who was just trying to <laughs> serve tables in Philly. <laughs> if we went there, you know we would have been his regulars. Oh, oh yeah. my God, he probably oh, yeah. rocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took People him. Pleaser. He's going to jail in Belgium. <laughs> They're sending him to the Hague. <laughs> They're probably trying. Like I don't think it'll work, but they're probably trying to do that. The deep state's case against Jones was open and shut. He was found guilty before setting foot in the courtroom. He wasn't leaving court unscathed. Even if Jones's horrible legal representation had magically produced evidence, a smoking gun that plainly and unequivocally proved beyond all other exclusions that crisis actors were used at Sandy Hook, this, the court would still have found him liable for damages. <laughs> That's a good point, Michael. Even I think what he's trying to say is why wasn't his lawyer arguing that these were crisis actors? <laughs> yeah, that was the defense. Yeah, Michael back. Even though Alex Jones has backed off, Michael Baxter's still there. It's cool that the lawyer somehow gave them a full copy of Alex Jones' phone. <laughs> Every message he had sent pertaining to this. Yeah. In the last like five years. Like, hey, I'm Alex Jones. I would like to get out of doing some crimes. <laughs> Uh, I've seen articles trouncing Jones's defense team, and yes, his lawyers were among the most incompetent lawyers imaginable. What defense attorney worth his salt accidentally sends the prosecu- uh, prosecution privileged information? In the end, though, Jones could have hired OJ's dream team and still been found guilty. <laughs> and then they and then they asked, "Isn't this privileged information?" And then they were like. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. It it is awesome that he was being defended by Lionel Hutz, but I don't know who else would take his case, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Some Alex Jones-style lawyer who's like, there's no such thing as privileged information. All information is open to the public. You you may have Alex's texts. Jones could have hired OJ's dream team and still been found guilty. Not Aren't be- they most of them dead? <laughs> <laughs> Not because he committed a crime, but because of the cacophonous message that now reverberates through the free speech community. <laughs> the deep state, the liberal lunatics, and the woke masses will tolerate no dissension. Conform or else. Don't question the authority. Why wasn't Alan Dershowitz defending Alex Jones? Isn't he a free speech guy? That's a good point, actually. And I think he's the only surviving member of the Dream Team. (laughs) (laughs) Shapiro might still be alive, I'm not sure. For Jones, the most immediate authorities were a slanderous prosecutor and the most biased judge in the history of the American legal system. (laughs) Well, this judge did not like Alex Jones. (laughs) The most biased judge in the history of the American legal system. They worked as a team, playing off each other while overruling almost every objection raised by Jones's lawyers. The prosecution was allowed to enter into evidence statements Jones made opposing COVID-19 lockdowns. How exactly does COVID relate to Sandy Hook? Jones's lawyers asked that question, but were shut down by a deep state judge. So every judge is a deep state judge, but it, yeah, their, their job think... is their judges. Yeah. They're the judicial arm of the state. Uh, he wraps it up here. In short, 
Jones was wrongly maligned for practicing his constitutionally protected right to free speech. He expressed opinions and views, and he certainly didn't kill anyone in Sandy Hook. I hope a court of appeals nullifies the judgment against him, but I'm not holding my breath, and neither should Alex. It'd be cool if it went to the Supreme Court. So what's his punishment? Is he going to jail? Is it just a fine? Nothing. They're going to fine him some absurd amount of money, and he's going to be like, all right. I can't pay it. You can take that all out of InfoWars, a company that is now bankrupt, but my <laughs> new company, Wars for Information, <laughs> is worth a billion dollars. Right. And I heard they were going to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you ever see the death of Stalin? What they do to bury him? Yeah. <laughs> Just carry him out into a yard and light him on fire. That's. <laughs> uh, okay, so we did bring up Giuliani uh, not long ago, uh, and this is another guy we haven't done an update on in quite some time. Uh, we have Rudy Giuliani's legal defense fund is back. With a new twist by uh, Roger Solenberger in Daily Beast. Premium tiers? <laughs> you get feet pictures at a certain donor level. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Can you imagine what his feet look like? <laughs> if if like we if the top of him that we can see looks like it does. You should let you... He should let you pay him, like, $10 a month to technically have him on retainer. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, like, put that in your Facebook bio. Yeah, yeah. Lawyer at Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, represented <laughs> by the mayor. <laughs> uh, as former President Donald Trump takes millions of dollars out of his donors' pockets and puts it towards his legal defense, Trump's former top personal attorney is, once again, hat in hand for his own lawyers and borrowing an old trick from Roger Stone. I love Roger Stone's old tricks referring to... Um, the swinging he does with his wife in full leather <laughs> costumes. I think that's very... him, and if it's not... Whatever. No, it is. No, that's it is. Him. Yeah, you're right. He's that kind of tricky. Nixon tattoo on his back, swinger. Those are like the two <laughs> things you need to know about Roger Stone. He's like the fucking monarch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A campaign finance receipt filed recently has quietly revealed that Rudy Giuliani's legal defense fund, all but left for dead a year ago, has life in it yet. And Giuliani, who is defending himself with multiple lawyers on numerous fronts, from a foreign lobbying probe, civil election suits, and a grand jury investigation into whether Trump interfered in Georgia's elections, might be able to use the help. We're talking about the country Georgia somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> It's so cool that Herschel Walker isn't, uh, is declining to debate Warnock, the sitting senator. I, I would love to see that. He was like, there's too many trees already, guys. <laughs> now, I would <laughs> yeah, love to see his debate, thing. because I want to see him just have to talk for an hour straight. Yeah! He, just have, you're the devil, <laughs> and I'm Jesus. That is, that is for sure why he called it off. He could say anything. He'll, he'd probably cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love when he cries. <laughs> oh, Jordan Peterson had like a big cry recently. As a little aside, they were like, what's more, what's the truest thing in the world? And he's like, well, what could be more true than pain? But what's more powerful than pain is love and truth. And he just, he starts weeping and he's like, and then maybe love and truth can overcome all or something like that. I did see that. I, I don't know what's happening to him, but I like it. Like he's dying. He, he's definitely dying. You're not supposed to just be in a coma willy-nilly yeah, for that long. <laughs> no, definitely. But exactly. They gave him a special Serbian medicine, and now he has, like, he's dying from his humors or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's got an 18th century woman's fainting disorder. <laughs> Jordan Peterson has passed away today at the nervous hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's continue on here. Giuliani's zombie fund isn't on the public record at the moment. Unlike political or charitable contributions, donations go straight to Giuliani personally. <laughs> Is that not insane? Just a Venmo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a Lincoln lawyer. Bio. So technically, he can represent himself. <laughs> The donors aren't required to be disclosed. <laughs> a Square donations landing page puts the fund's uh, address in West Palm Beach, not far from Mar-a-Lago. But other than that, there isn't much information. He literally lives near Trump like a vassal. No, <laughs> yeah, but he won't. He won't pay Mar-a-Lago prices, so he's just—he's <laughs> got like a ranch nearby. The, yeah, he's, he's on it's the like property in line. The Florida swamp. Yeah. <laughs> 
is to take a riverboat in the monologue. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm late, Mr. President. There's a gator. There's a gator in my front yard again. That's why he's so sweaty all the time. <laughs> he's just a human. He lives in yeah, the bio. He kills like 30 gators a day. <laughs> Uh, however, because a new payment appeared in a federal elections com- uh, federal election commission report uh, from former Oklahoma Republican senatorial candidate Jackson Lamey Mayor Lameyer, it was publicly visible. The filing showed a five thousand dollar transfer on June sixth from the campaign to the Rudy Giuliani, the Rudy Giuliani Freedom Fund Legal Defense Trust Fund. <laughs> Legal Defense Trust Fund. Freedom Fund Legal Defense Trust Fund. <laughs> Funds in the twice. Yeah, very, very good name there. It's a good old-fashioned double fund. <laughs> the purpose of the expense, according to the receipt, was advertising. Free Rudy. Ru- Rudy's in trouble. We got to <laughs> save him. It's literally those ads you yeah, see Rudy. on Wayne Dupree. And Rudy got a tattoo with that guy's name on it somewhere <laughs> on his body. <laughs> He's marked. <clears throat> While that category may seem odd, Giuliani, the former spokesperson for both LifeLock and Fraud Guarantee Identity Theft Protection Services, had addressed a laymayor rally just four days before the payment, and he happened to use that opportunity to endorse the Oklahoma pastor. <laughs> LifeLock and Fraud Guarantee Identity Theft Protection Services. Giuliani lent his name to these these services. Isn't LifeLock one of those necklaces for old people that'll call the, the ambulance? For uh, it very well might be, actually. <laughs> yeah, like all conservatives, you know, that's what they have to sell. Yeah. Right, right, the, right, right. Every website is trying to sell us, like... Cheap cremations. <laughs> yeah, cheap cremations or, like, Medicare++. plus plus plus. It's yeah. Medicare++ plus 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 a gold testing kit, <laughs> and then a cheap cremation. <laughs> As a mayor, I was big on security, and you need security, too, so get one of these and wear it around your neck just in case you get in any sort of trouble. They're not stopping and stopping them and frisking them in the other states, so you might want one of these. You yeah, went into so Mark Wahlberg. I did. Gonna, he's just selling, like, x-ray specs in the back of comic <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can look at boobs. <laughs> Uh, notably, Giuliani was joined on stage that day by fellow personal legal defense fund icon Roger Stone, <laughs> himself a lay mayor advisor and endorser, who received $20,000 two days after Giuliani got his $5,000 check. <laughs> Roger Stone's pulling in the big bucks. He's been doing this longer. He knows yeah. how to fucking raise. Yeah, all the Trump guys are so cool. They're like, yeah, I'll endorse you for some, for some money. money. <laughs> I'm in a lot of trouble if you haven't heard. <laughs> no one will do anything in the Trump White House unless you tip to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, no tip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know I work for tips, mister. <laughs> While that $5,000 might not stack up to Stone's check, it still represents more than half the total amount that Giuliani's defense fund raised last year before it was unceremoniously shuttered, as the Daily Beast previously reported. So (laughs) Giuliani was able to raise, like, $4,500 for his defense. (laughs) No one really wanted to help him that much. No. No, he was able to raise enough to retain... uh, I'm John Morgan from Philly. <laughs> Not a real Philly lawyer. I, those are the best signs, the ones that are like, fuck John Morgan, he's a liar. Yeah, I'm actually from here. John? You're talking about John Morgan? Yeah, I'm talking about John Morgan. He's actually from Florida. Yeah. He doesn't even have a license to practice law in Philadelphia. <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean, uh, that, that makes me respect him for being like, I'm a Philly lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Putting billboards so... up like, I have a license to practice law in this state. Yeah. He's like, I know some people <laughs> i get mine whiz wit thank you very much <laughs> uh, he'd, be, he'd be killed while giuliani has never seemed to charge candidates for his endorsement previously the move is a favorite of roger stone's in the months since giuliani's first defense fund closed giuliani's uh, fundraising pages have remained active on win red but reporting during that period has been scant that may be by design is win red the the, the opposite of act blue, I think. It's so good that the, you, theirs is called win red, and right. the Democrat one is just act blue. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's act blue. That's such a bad name. Right? It's, it's a great way telling. to describe both parties. Exactly. No, you're right. Yeah. 
Republicans are like, yeah, if you give us the money here, we'll win. The Democrats are like, act like a Democrat. <laughs> give $30 to Amy McGrath. Yeah. Yes. She'll win. <laughs> a Giuliani associate who is regularly briefed on the former mayor's legal efforts told the Daily Beast that the defense account was news to him. A, a Giuliani associate who is regularly briefed on the former mayor's legal efforts. <laughs> this guy knows. What's I would like going briefings on. on Giuliani's legal efforts. Let me know. Quote, I don't know anything about this fund. Never heard of it, the associate said. <laughs> That's really convincing. <laughs> I don't know any details. Who runs it? Who makes decisions? Who contributes? In I fact, even now, I forget about which fund you just told me about. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Certainly no fund. <laughs> Who are you? He's actively calling the vacuum cleaner guy from <laughs> <Right> <laughs> <to bed. laughs> I'm sure the lawyers are all in favor of it, the associate added, citing the enormously expensive legal costs Giuliani incurred as numerous investigations and lawsuits have piled up over the last three years. Some of that legal trouble stemmed from his work for Trump, but despite Giuliani's famously close uh, friendship with the ex-president and the legal work done on his behalf for the last several years, Trump hasn't cut his longtime friend a single check for attorney's fees in the political public record. He's been, he's been burned. <laughs> he's burned notice. He got burned notice. He's just... He, he's got to figure it out on his own. It's so nice to see. He doesn't respect lawyers. He doesn't believe in lawyers. He doesn't pay for lawyers. It's so nice to see a Trump stereotype reinforced. He's he's true to himself. He always yeah. will be. Yeah, I love that he hired that uh, billion-dollar lawyer guy. Now he's going to not pay him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trump has, however, paid millions recently to attorneys representing possible witnesses against him in the ongoing January 6th investigation. <laughs> He's paying the attorneys of the people, uh, he's paying the prosecution <laughs> against him. That's that, so beast. That's, that's a fucking genius move right there. Uh, as for Giuliani, he reportedly rankled Trump when he asked for $20,000 a day for his post-election work. <laughs> no, you cannot have that, Rudy. I'll be spending it on other things. <laughs> that's so sick that ask for a $20,000 a day stipend. No, and it's like if he'd just broken that down into some sort of like flat number for Trump, that would have been easier for Trump to digest, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Then you hear the words $20,000 a day, and it's <laughs> just like, Trump's like, no, fuck you. What? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck am I paying for? You're out of your mind. You don't do anything, Rudy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We didn't, we didn't, I didn't get to still be the president. Yeah. Like, imagine <laughs> if Trump paid that. He'd just spend the rest of his time with Rudy, just like... Making know, Rudy... Like, oh, using the bathroom, eh? You know that bathroom <laughs> break costs $500? <laughs> That's $600,000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh... He ended up receiving nothing from the Trump campaign outside of about $76,000 in reimbursed travel expenses a month after the insurrection. So all of the shit that Giuliani did for Trump for like years, he got seventy-six grand for, and he probably spent it himself. <laughs> he probably broke even. Yeah, well, I'm glad Donald <laughs> Trump paid him minimum wage or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was paid as like a temp. Yeah. By contrast, Stone's consulting company has ranked in a total $180,000 from Lay Mayer. That guy's got to get an easier to pronounce name. Who lost the primary in late June a few weeks after the Giuliani rally. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, those are the best guys you can endorse because it won't matter. They're going to lose. Right, and he, Stone almost took a quarter of a million dollars from this guy's coffers, which I'm sure was probably, like, you know, a huge portion of it. He's got to get Tricky Dick touched up. <laughs> it's going to sag with age. During that speech, Giuliani delivered a maundering litany of familiar gripes against communist teachers' unions, George Soros, the IRS, and the FBI. State police who want to, quote, destroy you and me, in Giuliani's words. <laughs> I'm ultra, 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 ultra make America great again. Idiot, he shouted at one point. <laughs> Who's he calling an idiot? Idiot. He loves calling people idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's like his catchphrase. Yeah. He's trying to coin it. He's going to try and trademark it. Yeah, did I do that? Waka waka. Uh, and this is the last sentence here. 
More notably, perhaps, Giuliani admitted to the friendly crowd that he had tried to overturn the 2020 election. <laughs> I did it. Me. It was me. <laughs> My idea. I thought we could probably pull this off. Let Trump know. Remind him it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, and the last thing we have here, um, it's, uh, it's really pretty short. Uh, it's just like, it's a cultural update, right? Uh, we we want to we stay in touch with the kids and also with um, the foreign powers. What are, what are the, the children of foreign powers up to, Danny? <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I mean, Matt. Were you talking about TikTok? Uh, maybe. No, I'm talking about the Minions. Oh, shit, it's that one. Okay, yes, it's sure. this one. What happened? China censors change Minions movie to show the authorities win. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. This is by a woman named Alana Mustrangolo. <laughs> In Breitbart, Mustrangolo. The violent Italians. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so she starts out here. The ending of the new Minions, The Rise of Gru film, has been changed in China so that the villain Gru becomes a good guy, and his mentor, Wild Knuckles, gets arrested because the police are not as easily tricked in the version of the film the Communist Party in China want its mainland audiences to see. That is hilarious. <laughs> it's also a good message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gru's a good guy now. We don't. They don't have despicable me in China. They no, yeah, they don't have any words for despicable. Minions Rise of Gru was released in China on Friday, but viewers in the communist country are seeing a different ending play out, as a series of subtitled post-credit scenes explain that Gru eventually became one of the good guys who was dedicated to raising his family, according to a report by Daily Mail. That's true, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess the minions are his family. I thought, doesn't he get kids or whatever? Um, the minions... I don't know. I've not seen any of the movies. It's funny. This is exactly like how they did like a very similar thing for uh, what's it called Fight Club. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. But then the writer of Fight Club came forward and was like, "No, this is actually more like the books. I like it more." <laughs> <laughs> that, guy's, yeah. that guy's so tight. He I love the, that. He's the tight. He's like, I've been kicked out of another poker group for sexual <laughs> harassment. <laughs> it's like, what are you saying to these other old men? <laughs> <laughs> like, who else plays poker? Uh, moreover, the Chinese version of the film also shows that the authorities are not as easily as tricked. And Gru's mentor, Wild Knuckles, gets caught and locked up for 20 years for his crimes. Additionally, he becomes a reformed man while in jail. <laughs> he finds Islam. <laughs> he gets a, a Chairman Mao tattoo. Yeah, like Mike Tyson. Exactly. Uh... These events are in stark contrast to what moviegoers in the West are seeing. In the version of the film that is not airing in communist China, viewers are shown how both Gru and Wild Knuckles trick the police. <laughs> Gru is able to overcome his rivals, and Wild Knuckles evades capture by faking his own death. This is, this is supposed to be the good ending of this movie? In the decadent West. Huh? Well, in the decadent West, the police are much easy, e much more easily tricked too. Because <laughs> they're, they're very stupid. good at doing their job. There's right. a sh there's a ton of them, and they're all bad at it. Right. Uh, they're all terrified. Like the Western ending should be, they both get shot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 They were sent to a maximum security prison and gouged <laughs> their eyes out due to loneliness. Uh. All right. This is. So. You guys remember when we were down the shore, we, we did the uh, communism quiz, and one of the questions was the Communist Party of China spends like $76 billion on their uh, police Oh yeah, in the entire country of China for a billion people. I looked that up later. We spend well over $270 billion on policing <laughs> this country. <laughs> That's like several million dollars per person. Let's go... And an extra two hundred—it's—it's an extra two hundred billion dollars off the yeah. bat. <laughs> yeah. So, let, let, let's let's let's. Uh... Well, I'm glad to know. <laughs> I'm glad to know someone's investing in my future. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> Minions: The Rise of Gru is a prequel to Despicable Me, in which Gru does eventually become a better person, but this transition does not happen in the original version of the prequel film. And uh, that's all we got for you this week. <laughs> well, folks, thank you for joining us. Again. Again, for our crusade against uh, 
The minions? The minions or something. Mm-hmm. I've killed five the minions, man. This is just Facebook. Right. Well, yeah, of course. Like, of don't course. mess with me when I'm angry. It's a minion drinking <laughs> a Bud Light. <laughs> of course they would be angry about the communists censoring the minions. Well, uh, two damn years. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> In closing... Thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. Pull the Discord link in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodles. Toodles.